Today's podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Oh yeah, Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Go to microdosegummies.com, use the code OPOPIE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. for uh, a good weekend or a great weekend yeah i'm ready i'm absolutely ready try to get away from um you know the war coverage try to get away from the putin try to get uh, away from that that whole thing oh it wasn't too terrifying yesterday when um i was driving home from from the ocean i'm in the car i'm like you know what i'm gonna turn on some cable news and check out uh the latest on the war and like oh they're just bombing a nuclear power plant this should work out fine i'm trying to drive away but gas prices are too damn high oh my god i saw four dollars and 44 cents uh yesterday when i filled up four dollars and 44 cents i think it's gonna get a lot higher this this Putin underestimated the world right I think the people that even want to be on the Putin side are basically saying, yo, dude, chill out. In 2022, we don't do stuff like this. We all sort of live in some weird harmony around the world. What are you doing, you you daffy bastard? We can't go back to to the 40s and the 50s where you just uh, conquer an, uh, someone's land. It's way more complicated than that. We're all, uh, we're all connected with each other. We buy gas from you. You buy gas from us. How does that work? If we got gas, right? And they got gas, right? Then why are we buying gas from them? Don't explain. I don't need to know the answer. I just know it's really fucking weird and stupid. So yesterday I packed the car. I got to go out to the beach. I got to do a few things. I got to check on some things. Not even really worth talking about what I had to do out there. But I had to get out there and I took the dog. Uh, I wasn't even going to go, but my wife kind of pushed me. She's like, you, you could, you could uh, use a little break. Why don't you, why don't you just go? And I'm like, oh, you're the best. Got the car packed. I throw the dog in. I slam down the hatch. I'm saying goodbye to my wife. No, she still has the dog. Sorry, because uh, we had to get the leaks in before I threw the dog in the car. But I, I packed a little day bag and my computer and stuff so I could edit and maybe do a live stream. You know, you know the deal, right? And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to grab the dog and put him in. And all of a sudden, the car is like, it's locked. And the car is running. And I'm like, what the hell? I look at my wife. I'm like, I just locked my keys in the car. And isn't that impossible in the year 2022? So she's got the dog. And I'm like, this is crazy. There's no way. I, I try all the doors. The car is running. I can't get in my own car. It's a relatively uh, new car. It's, uh, it's about five years old. All right. So it turns out, you know, you, you know, you got that, what is it called? A fob, a fob. So it was in my coat and I, I took off my coat for the ride. I threw it in the back of the, the truck. And then I threw my heavy book bag on top that had all my uh, computers. I got like two or three laptops. I got this thing um, and, and uh, I got an iPad. And I think what happened was that the heavy book 
uh, book bag went on top of my coat that had the fob key. And for, for whatever reason, it cut off the signal so I couldn't just hit the door to get in. I'm like, you got to be kidding. And now I'm against the clock because uh, rush hour is about to begin. And, and if you don't get you know, out of this city at a certain time, you have to leave around noon because rush hour starts at like 1. Believe it or not, it's insane. So I'm like, I'm, I'm debating breaking a window. And everyone's like, oh, this isn't good. And I'm like, I know, I know. So... I jump on my phone and I'm like, there's a locksmith around here somewhere. And it says locksmiths uh, near you. So I call the first one on the list, but I can't see what address it is. I get someone on the phone. They go, where are you located? I tell them. And they said, a technician will be getting to you shortly. And I go, well, where are you located? They go, well, we don't, we don't have an office. We don't have an office. Hold on. This guy gave me $10. Is there a story that you could, you could tell us about you and Anthony hanging out, being uh, friends and loving each other's company? Come on. You guys was once really tight. Must be one good memory uh, about him. You have. I, it, it has to go all the way back to Boston. So let me think about it. But by the time we moved to New York, we were living very, very separate lives. And we were uh, not talking at all. Um. I, and like I said on a, on a live stream recently, I, I question the fact if we ever were friends. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. So I called the locksmith. They say they don't, have a, they don't have a store. And they had some weird excuse. And it wasn't even a coronavirus thing. We're like, oh, we don't have a store because they're mumbling. Because the fact is, this was shady as all hell. So a, te- a technician calls me, and I, I explain the situation. He goes, ah, no problem. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm like, right on. And then I asked him, you know, where, where are you coming from? And he's like, uh, uh. So obviously it's some kind of business that's a bit on the shady side. I'm waiting. 20 minutes go by. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking at my, look, I went like this, my watch. I, I, I hate watches. I, I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh my God, if I don't get out of this city soon, I am so screwed, you know? He pulls up like a badass, basically parks his car in the middle of the street. He don't give a crap that everyone has to go around him now. He pops out with this long wire with a nub, a giant heavy nub on the end of it, right? He goes, uh, which car? I, I point to him. He's like, okay, this will, this will be a breeze, you know? And then all of a sudden, did you, who else knows about this? All of a sudden, he takes like a little, I don't know, like a, a little tool to pry the door just slightly open so it's open maybe this much, you know, the, the driver's side door. And then he puts an apparatus in there with a pump and it goes whoosh, 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 whoosh. And as he's doing that, I see my door opening more and more. So now he's got this much space, about an inch. Then he takes his giant wire with that heavy knob, and he's fishing around like this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, I- I'm just trying to find where the lock is, right? He's got the whole wire in my car. I'm like, this is nuts. And then I go, no, man, just hit the window. That's all we have to do. There's the window thing. And he hits it. And the window opens and he gets in my car. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It was two minutes. And then I'm like, it's called an air wedge. I swear to you, dude, I never heard of this. I never saw it before. 
And this guy goes, all right, so it'll be $95 plus a $65, uh, I don't know, surcharge or whatever. He just was throwing money at me. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And my wife's like, just pay him. That was amazing. So like, foo, 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 $160, jumped in my car and, uh, and took off. But I had no idea. So basically, basically, these guys could get in any fucking car with that, what do you call it? An air wedge. It was it was absolutely amazing to watch. Just got to be careful that he didn't bend the door frame. Guys that do that for a living are really good at it, but still possible uh, to bend the frame. Oh, Pat, so I'm not too worried about that because the second half of the story, so then I go off to the beach and the ocean, have a good time. I come back late last night, and because we live on this river, uh, the, wind is, uh, the wind is uh, howling especially in the wintertime. So pull up to my building. I couldn't believe my luck. There was, a, there was a parking space basically on the side of my building. It's really windy because it's winter. The, the wind had to be, and it blows between the buildings, so it's kind of weird. So down here, the wind gusts could be like 30 miles an hour, but then you go a block or two that way, and, and there's no wind at all. And I open up the driver's door, and the wind took my fucking door. And bent it all the way past where it's supposed to go. And I heard a crunch. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I thought the door was going to fly off my car. Uh, long story short, I think I'm good. It closed properly. I, I looked at all the mechanisms and I think I'm all right. But I never realized that a door could go past uh, where it usually does when you open up your your, your uh, driver's side door. But the wind took it. And I'm like, it's going to be my luck that my door snaps off in this, in this wind. Uh, I know you get annoyed with all the ONA stuff, but just know that the true fans like me respect you and the show was really important to us. Peace. No, I, I, I like people like you. No, that, I... It's cool as fuck, man. I, I defend the Opie and Anthony show. I mean, people get confused because I, I don't like Anthony at all, but I defend uh, the Opie and Anthony show and what we did together. Anything can bend further than it's supposed to when it breaks. LOL. Yeah, no kidding. But it seems all right. So I might have a report because I got to jump back in the car uh, in about... Actually, we're probably leaving within the half hour, so I should wrap this up. Uh, but anyway, Opie, big fan... Why can't you and Ant get over? Because <laughs> why can't you get over it? Don't be like Eddie Van Halen and Sammy Hagar. Someday it will be too late. F the haters. I don't care if it's too late. Dude, I've moved on with my life. See, uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, it was in the end. It was a, a show that worked for many, many years. The people changed dramatically. A lot of crap was said, and I personally have uh, have moved on with with my life until I turn on the live stream, and then I got to deal with this. And then honestly, I won't even think about this stuff until the next time I turn on the live stream. But I also know I did it, man. I did everything I I, I could do with that radio show. And uh, because I don't get along with the guy at all, why would I go back and do that? Why? I've explained in the past, the the show was all-encompassing. It was hard to do anything else, and I don't feel like going back to that garbage. 
You ever wake up in the middle of the night and think if you totally stripped everything away around you, you'd be 500 feet in the air or so you just forget about it? Oh, my God. I forgot about this height a long time ago. When, when I first – well, actually, I lived in this building in, a, in another apartment. And when I, first, um, when I first looked at the apartment with nothing in it, with all the shades up, it was like, you got to be kidding me. How do you sleep at night? That's exactly what I was thinking, Pat. How do you sleep at night? I looked at an apartment. Um, I don't feel like moving the camera, but one of the tallest buildings in New York is a residential building. And it was when I was finally, you know, I decided I'm going to buy something in, in New York. And I went around with these realtors. Oh, they're the worst. One person looked down at me because I bought in this building. They're like, that's not actually the Upper West Side. For bragging rights, if you want to say you're from the Upper West Side, you got to like... You got to buy something like 10 blocks from here or something. I'm like, I don't give a crap. I like the area. She's like, yeah, but this is, you know, as far as status goes. I'm like, oh, shove your status up your ass. And we didn't use her. Uh, That was like a sign. Like, you know what? Maybe we should move on to somebody else. Hi, Hope. I still crack up uh, listening to the old shows. When you guys would mess with those dumb authors. Hilarious. Also, Steve Steve the Whistler. Classic bit. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I might have uh, ripped up some books as the authors trying to sell their book on our show. I might also, uh, I don't know, I might have taken a leak on a, <laughs> on a book. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine if I tried that bit today where an author's on the phone? I want to make everybody laugh in, in the studio first. And if they're laughing, then I know people out there are laughing. So I uh, So I decide to... Turn away from everybody, put the book in a wastebasket, and proceed to take a leak in the studio. And this was completely accepted behavior. Could you imagine trying that bit now? They would throw you in handcuffs and throw you out of the building. Oh, so yeah, let me uh, let me end with this. So uh, when I was looking for a place to to live, these realtors they'll try anything. So. I was checking out this apartment. Um, I'm about 500 feet off the ground here. The one I was looking at, it was at least another 200 to 300 feet higher. I was like freaked out by how high that was. It was really, really scary. And um, the realtors, they'll try anything. And we were like, we were kind of interested in the view. It was insane. It was uh, of all of Central Park. It was like, like I said, about seven to 800 feet off the ground. You truly felt like you're in the clouds. So walking around the apartment and they really, they really want the sale. And they see that we're like, we like it, but, eh, you know, we're not showing the holy crap. We really want this place, right? Then all of a sudden, the, the realtor leans into me and my now wife and, and, and goes, you know. And they whispered, even though we're in the apartment by ourselves, and lean in and they go, you know, Halle Berry would be your neighbor. She lives right next door. <laughs> me and my wife look at each other like, what? so what? We're going to spend crazy money in this apartment just so we could say we live next to Halle Berry? We're like, so? What does that even mean? And honestly, to this day, I have no idea if that was the truth. I I would lean towards the person was BSing us just to try to make us go, oh, wow. Oh, my God. We got to buy this place because then we could be neighbors with Halle Berry. Oh, my goodness. 
Then we can knock on her door and go, hey, Hallie, we're watching a documentary on Netflix. You want to come check it out with us? Like, what do you do with that? Oh, did I tell you that I'm microdosing? Basically, I've taken my CBD to the next level. Microgummies.com, promo code OPOPIE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. What's microdosing, Op? Well, if you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. And today's show is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. So basically, it's CBD with just a taste of THC. They really do taste and feel amazing. And matter of fact, I took one right before I recorded this fine podcast you're listening to right now. It definitely helps me get in the zone when doing creative work. And at night, they help me wind down, chill out. And the best part, I sleep like a baby. I put a link in the description of this podcast episode. It's microdosegummies.com, promo code Opie, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Once again, microdosegummies.com, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Oh, shit, John Candy died 28 years ago uh, today, speaking of, wow. John Candy and... Chris Farley were very, very similar. Both were beyond hilarious that had such a sensitive side to them. And man, was that on display in uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. Or is it planes, trains, and automobiles? It's not automobiles, planes, and trains. I know that. It's either trains, planes, and automobiles or planes, trains, and automobiles. But Dale Griffith is one of the greatest characters ever, ever played. Ever! Don't forget, he was the real article. What does he say? I love when he hesitates, too. He's like, you know, go ahead, hurt me if you if you must. But he stammers through it. I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know if he messed up the line. And then the director said, uh, was it a John Hughes movie? I, I'm not sure. Where the director said, oh, my God, we got to keep that in. But he 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 uh, stutters when he goes, I I like me. Just saying it that way showed his sensitivity and his insecurities, and it made the whole dialogue that he was uh, saying to Steve Martin in that hotel room. Oh, my God. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. All right. Candy was a bit stronger of an actor. Farley, better, better skit guy. I mean, unfortunately, Farley couldn't really show off his, um, his true acting uh, chops because, you know, he died. He died at 33 years old because he was obsessed with John Belushi. And John Belushi died at 33. So Chris Farley's like, I got to die at 33 as well. And everyone was begging him, begging him to stop. And he just couldn't do it. He famously told somebody, he said, one of the guys on SNL, I forget which one. And this was uh, near the end of Chris Farley's life. He asked uh, this guy, I think he was a writer on SNL. And he said, uh, do you think John Belushi's in heaven? I don't know what that meant. He was probably thinking, well, you know, when I go, uh, hopefully I'll be in heaven with John Belushi. He, he just, he was just a big kid in the end. His role in JFK also showed that he was very capable of doing a serious role. Such wasted potential. Uh, with the John Candy, yeah. Pat, you, this, this was your live stream today, Pat. You gave me some good stuff. Also really random, but I used to have a recurring nightmare as a kid that John Candy was outside my bedroom window trying to break in to kill me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
What is Pat Duffy saying? With inflation and gas prices, I've officially uh, canceled the family vacation this year. Everything is just so goddamn expensive. I can't justify it. That sucks, man. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Duffy. We're trying to go away. Anybody know anything about Lake Placid? We're thinking of heading that way uh, literally in the next week, but we, we haven't booked anything. We want a place where there's going to be snow and tubing and a little skiing and a little ice skating, maybe an outdoor fire in a fire pit while there's like two feet of snow around us. Where can I find that? Because we, we almost booked a hotel and they're like, um, we can't promise that the winter activities will be open still. And I'm like, all right, what about your spring activities? Well, we can't promise that the all of the spring activities will be open still. But you can promise full price on the room, can't you? Well, you know. I'm like, all right. Great. So now we got to go further north to try to find snow because we've decided uh, usually we jump on an aeroplane, go down to the islands for uh, spring break for the kids. But, you know, like everybody else, trying to figure it all out. And now we've decided, why don't we go cold? But now I think we're all the way up to uh, possibly go to Lake Placid because we just want snow. Lots and lo- I can't book a trip to Lake Tahoe. It's too late for that. The kids literally have spring break, I think, next week. They go early. Their their spring break is a lot earlier than other schools. Opie, have you ever been tested for ADHD? You exhibit a lot of symptoms, brother man. Oh, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. Um, I, I don't have the ADHD. I'm a multitasker. I think when you do radio, you uh, you know you got to be all over the place. You go here and then you go there and then you go back over here. But I got it all organized in my head in some weird fucking way. I, I've never been uh, diagnosed with anything, if you want to know the truth. You know, Carl was suspicious that I was on the spectrum, and I finally admitted that I might have a touch, a touch of being on the spectrum. <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, what does this guy say? It's pretty long. The Simpsons and the Howard Stern Show are both shows that need to end already. Enough's enough. They're both shows that have become caricatures of themselves. Look, like I said, I out of nowhere, SiriusXM uh, gave me back my, my account in uh, in my car and, uh, and a few other accounts that I have with family and friends. And so I have checked out Howard a little bit, a little bit. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm all in with his interviews, especially if it's someone I care about. But then he's doing this old school shock jock stuff that sounds just completely antiquated. I mean, you know, he's he's not going to listen to me, and I'm sure he's doing just fine. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. As I talked to a little over 200 people hoping to maybe make $100 and change today. But, man, he should just, he should get rid of his staff. He should get rid of all the shock jock shit and just turn on the mic with Robert and just talk and do some of those interviews. And I think the show would be way better. Because, I mean, I... I'm not a fan of Howard's, but uh, I, I respect uh, the interviews I've heard him do, and they're good. And then he goes right from that to some dumb shock jock crap. And I, I'm sitting at, sitting in my car going, no one gives a fuck about this type of radio anymore. Because you can find all this stuff everywhere else. He's just a grumpy old bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, speaking of TikTok, why not? Let me get this one out of the way, too. I just reposted this. Um 
uh, on TikTok, which is Opie Radio. I put it on the Instagram as well. But um, going way, way back to WNEW. So this, I think this video is prop. Oh, my God, it's over. This video I'm about to show you is over 20 years old. This is crazy. It was the time Al Dukes, who was working for, I think, Ron Fez at the time, and he wanted to get in my good graces, uh, so he he knew I liked pinball at the time. So he brought in a Rolling Stones pinball machine. Like this thing is rare. There's not many of them out there. Uh, it's absolutely a collector's item. And I just felt at the time I was such an a hole. I I just felt that Al was coming across a little needy. So this is what I did to his uh, his gift. I mean, I just got it as a gesture on a business relationship thing, and, you know, I can't Oh, my God! Oh, Jesus! What does this guy say? You bought a sledgehammer to the to the stones? We just, I don't even know. I don't know if we told our guys to run out and get a sledgehammer or I forget, honestly. But, uh, man, that's one for the ages. But, man, was Al Dukes pissed off. Why are you calling me a bully? Don't, that, now, that was the day of shock jock radio. I mean, uh, you know, that's when it all made sense to just shock the hell out of out of uh, the people you did the show with, shock uh, the people that were around the show, shock the listeners. It was all about that back in the day. Opie the Destroyer, haha, I like the new version better, but that still makes me laugh right on. Uh, yeah, Al, Al never really got over that. And that thing was worth, I don't even know where he got it from, man, because he wasn't making a lot of money. That was, uh, that was a pretty penny, that Rolling Stones pinball machine. Uh, dude, the pinball community and arcade community are weirdos. If they see this, there there might be a contract out on you. Oh, no, I got threats. Back in the day when that video first surfaced, people were livid. They were so mad. Why are they mad? It's not their machine. And honestly, because I broke one of the Rolling Stones pinball machines and made the ones that are still out there uh, worth more money. That's how that crap uh, goes, right? Yes. Opie's a bully and I love it. All right. Do you regret the person? Look at this. Do you regret the person you were before? Uh, No. Why why would I, Gabriel? You know this is entertainment, right? I mean, look, I hurt some people over the years. I understand that. But my philosophy was always, you know, we're turning on mics and we're entertaining people. We're entertainers like uh, anyone else out there. And, uh, you know, I would pump shit up for the radio show. And there were many, many times after the bit was over, I ran over to a a listener or a person to make sure they were okay. But you don't want to talk about that stuff on the radio. That's the boring stuff. But I had a sensitivity to it in general. And there were a lot of times like, you're okay, right? That was for the radio. That was for the radio. And, uh, you know. But no, I don't have regrets. Because that's not really totally me when I'm smashing a, a pinball machine. That would be like I, I'm walking through, uh, you know, some of these stores in New York City with a sledgehammer just smashing the display cases. There's a massive difference when you're doing it for a radio show and when you're living your regular life. Just like the cake stop. That's why, like, people truly thought that I walked around New York 
terrorizing homeless people. And if they had a cake, I was doing that. I was jumping on their cake. And it's like, no, I did it for a radio show. Excuse me. I knew the guy that I did it to that he was going to be okay with it. I was definitely doing it to entertain people that day. But in my day-to-day life, I don't walk around the streets of New York harassing homeless people. I'm actually the opposite. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the boring stuff. I'm the guy that feels guilty. And if I have money in my wallet, I'm, I'm giving money to homeless people all the time. But you talk about that on the radio. That's, the, that's boring. People don't want to hear that shit. And then you get a guy like this. I don't even know if he's kidding or not. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I mean, people are just, uh, there's just so many terrible, terrible, terrible people out there. I got an example of that. So um, over the last, uh, I would say since the passing of Carl and Vic, um, you know, I get hit with insomnia a lot. And uh, I'll roll over in the middle of the night, and I can't sleep, and I'll get out of bed, I'll wander around, I'll drink milk, I'll try all this stuff to just reprogram my brain. And a lot of times, I'll also just go on my, uh, my phone, and I'll, I'll check uh, Instagram, or I'll check uh, TikTok, check out a few videos, whatever, and then uh, you know, I'll put the phone down, and hopefully I could go back to bed. So I got in a loop uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I was. I think it's on TikTok. TikTok and Instagram. There's. There. Well, no. There's a. There's a, a very distinct difference between the two. Instagram isn't allowing every girl to just bounce around without a bra on it, and and then calling it content. TikTok allows that. Instagram doesn't. Okay. So I do know the difference between the two. With Instagram, they are trying to force you to do. Uh, you know, some more creative stuff. So um, I believe it's on TikTok. Middle of the night, insomnia, not feeling completely myself, dare I say maybe slightly even depressed. And I'm going through TikTok, I'm scrolling, and all of a sudden I come across this woman. Um, She's from Iowa, I don't want to give her name. And she has stage four colon cancer. Oh yeah, this is what I'm watching in the middle of the night. And she's, I guess her whole TikTok, she's giving updates on, on her, uh, on her uh, cancer. And, you know, and, it, and it's not going to work out for her at all. So she's basically documenting the last year of her life on TikTok. And I went all the way to the beginning of her feed. And you see like a relatively healthy woman in her early 30s announcing to the world that she's got this cancer and she's going to beat it. And then you go through her whole feed and... The current videos are dramatically different than the the first few, okay? Now she's pretty much at the end of her life. Uh, I don't think she's going to make it another week or two. I'm I'm invested in this. I I was watching all her TikToks in the middle of the night one night because I couldn't sleep. So uh, everyone around the country is trying to make her feel good, trying to make her feel loved. And they're giving her care packages from the entire country, from New Orleans and uh, Chicago, you, Philly, you name it. And she's been doing a lot of in, uh, unboxing videos. But even those are, are getting tough because she uh, has no energy. She's got the little things in her nostrils to help her breathe. She's, she's a toothpick, basically. And she's on her last days. Wouldn't you know that one of her videos she did last week was trying to convince the haters that she really does have cancer and that her days are numbered. This is what she's doing 
with the last few days of, of, of her life just showing how awful people are out there. She felt inclined because a lot of people were, were sending her stuff just to make her feel happy for an hour here, for, for 10 minutes there. And she had to go on her TikTok to explain that she's not one of these fakers and she really does have stage four colon cancer. And she's pretty much uh, very close to uh, having hospice and pretty much close to saying goodbye to everyone she knows and loves, including her mom who takes care of her. I'm like, God, what a what a terrible world we live in that this, that this poor woman. And it's so obvious to anyone that has half a heart even that uh this, this woman's in a, in a bad place, and, and she's not going to come out of it. And there she is, like, she doesn't even have energy, and she's like, I just want everyone to know that I'm not faking this, and I really appreciate all the love that's co- co- coming in from all over the country, and I, I'm not faking this, and I want you to know that. I mean, it's just... What is wrong with people, man? What the hell is wrong with people? The the little boat to the right of you, Ope. It's annoying. I thought it was uh, a dirt speck. I couldn't wipe off my screen. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess you didn't care about my little story, Andy, did you? <laughs> yeah, cancer stinks. But I, I'm vested in this woman because it was the middle of the night. I saw a couple of videos and then I kept scrolling back. And it was her, her whole uh, cancer struggle. And now I'm like, now I, I feel like I know the woman and I'm going to be deeply depressed when uh, the video pops up where it's her mom, obviously, because, you know, she's finally passed. Hey, let's talk about cryptocurrency. Do you identify as crypto curious? If you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed, well, I got gotcha. you. Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little overwhelming, but uh, Coinbase understood that. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, which is key, and a mobile app. So you could trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. You got to know by now, millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify or you're just getting started or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. They'll teach you everything you need to learn. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash op radio sign up at coinbase.com slash op radio for ten dollars in free bitcoin now this offers for a limited time only so be sure to sign up today that's coinbase.com slash op radio uh you said you have no regrets okay that include anthony not trolling i do like you but trying to understand as you give out mixed signals about mixed signals about my relationship what do you t- oh god Anyone else want to tackle that today? Mixed signals. I thought I found a friend that I could do a lot of great radio with, but I absolutely did not find a friend. And it, and it's and it and it kind of sucks because uh, we had a massively successful show, but we didn't get along at all. And that's my my dilemma to this day. 
Yeah, leave it alone. Mixed signals. I knew Anthony. I knew Anthony. I haven't known him in a... I haven't even talked to him. I haven't even uh, been in the same room as him in over eight years. I haven't. I don't even know what he looks like. I barely uh, check out any of his stuff. It's uh, it's a, a, incredibly rare. It has to be something that falls in my lap, and then maybe I'll, I'll click on it here and there. But it's so rare, I can't even tell you. So I honestly don't even know what the guy looks like at this at this time. Um, and for most of our relationship, we absolutely didn't get along at all. So where are the mixed signals? Opie has always said he respects uh, and appreciates what Ant and him did and accomplished, but he has no warm feelings towards him anymore, nor any desire to reunite. I haven't had a warm feeling towards Anthony in a very, very long time. I think he did some really, really, really shitty things. And, and a lot of that happened while we were doing the radio show. As the years go by, I learn more and more about it. And it's unbelievable. Oh, my God. We were never good friends. I, 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 I can't do this every day. Gabriel, I can't do this every day. We were never good friends. I thought we were friends when we first met. And, and in Boston, we certainly got along pretty well and i i started thinking that we were friends but i now question if we ever were friends or if he was just playing me from day one we were never good friends you gotta stop with this horse shit like i said uh a lot of these questions that people want to know the answers uh to i i've uh i've cut them up into videos they're on my youtube channel there's a nice little playlist that's called opie and anthony drama okay but we were never good friends. I would, I would never consider Anthony a good friend. There, were, there was a time we absolutely got along the first couple of years. And we certainly were friendly toward each other and possibly friends. But I don't know anymore. I don't even know if that was real. Gabriel, sorry. I, I, I came in hot. See, look. See how easy it is for me to go, no, I'm sorry to you, Gabriel. I came in hot. But, you know. Literally, this is the only time I even think about this crap is when I turn on a, a live stream. So I apologize to you, bro. I do apologize. Russian conflict thoughts. Oh, my God. Is this beat the press? I mean, the latest is Putin is getting more and more erratic. He's, uh, he's insane. I think he's trying to get some Syrians to, to join the fight. So that's good. Because, you know, now NATO is going to be supplying, uh, I think, some jets, right, to the Ukrainians. And that's sort of another red line for Putin. So that can make him uh, attack some of the NATO countries. And now because we got some freedom fighters on our side helping the Ukrainians, not uh, particularly uh, Americans, but uh, NATO forces. Now they're trying to, he's trying to get some of the Syrians involved in the uh, the conflict. This is good. It's just slowly but spreading towards World War Three for what? This this whole world is so intertwined right now. You can't just have a war and take over other countries anymore. There's like you know there's sanctions and all sorts of business that each uh, all the countries do with each other, and it just makes it a lot harder. Those those days are over. Why doesn't Putin know this? He's going to try to like you know take over Ukraine, and, and then those people all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh okay. Okay, we're Russians now. Oh, okay. Hey, guys, we're Russians. What do you think of that? All right. They're not going to comply. So in the end, he's just going to destroy the country. Then he's going to go back to Russia when he feels like he's 
quote one, and then the rest of the world is just going to be completely pissed off with uh, with Russia. And then what does that uh, make him do? Go even further? But you you're not turning Ukraine if you if you uh, do any uh, any reading on the on the Ukrainians, they're they're proud people. They're not going to go. Oh, all right, we're uh, we're Russians now. Oh, okay, okay. Where do I get in line for my bread? <laughs> what year is this? They don't do that anymore, right? They've come a long way, I think, Russia in general, right? They're not waiting in line for bread. Oh, I used to have a nice little business for myself, but now I got to give, what, 89% to Russia? Oh, okay, I accept this. I accept all of it now. That's why it's nuts, man. I mean, those people, they're proud. They would rather die than become part of Russia. The politics of dancing. Bravo, Louis Shands. Who sang the song, The Politics of Dancing? There was a song called Politics of Dancing. I want to say it was by a new wave band. Oh, no, even better. Paul, I like how you're thinking. Oh, wait, I had you on the big screen. I like how you're thinking. That would be like New Yorkers saying they will be from New Jersey now. They'd rather die. Well, even better, like here in New York, you know, uh, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Although no rivalry this year because they're all greedy pigs. F them all. As the strike continues, right? But it's like saying to the Yankees fans, you are now Red Sox fans. How would that work? And that's just for baseball. Now imagine it's your livelihood. Just imagine it's, 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 your, it's how you live and how you raise your family and how you make money. How the hell are the Ukrainians going to all of a sudden go, okay, we accept this, Putin? Ain't happening. Reflex. I think you might be right, Louis Shantz. Would you do a show with Jim Brewer? Yeah, hell yeah, man. We're very, very close. We're very, very close to teaming up um, after Anthony left. Very, very close. We had discussions. But he was uh, big time in uh, Metallica's camp. And he was doing a lot with Metallica. And he, uh, it came down to at the time that he, he just couldn't find the time needed to do it but we were really really close we talked a a few times about what it would sound like and whatnot um i think we would have done all right together man but that's not the guy that sirius xm offered one million dollars to to replace anthony i mean anthony should be flattered by that they needed a guy to do radio with me uh they had someone in uh in mind and they offered him a million dollars and that guy uh turned it down he turned it down Continue doing the show, but turned it down. He didn't want the heat from Anthony and his fans. He didn't want uh, the heat from the other uh, comedians. Um, so he turned down a million dollars. I, you know what? I respect that in the end. It wasn't Bill Burr. Uh, my dad was a point guard. He was, um, at the end of his life, he was only like uh, 5'10". He, he lost a couple inches. My dad wasn't that tall. He's referring to my dad, who was a, a great basketball player. Had to try out with the Knicks, but his first wife was dying. That's the short version of the story. So he didn't do the tryout. And then uh, for whatever reason, I never asked him, but he never, uh, he never looked back and had another tryout with a, with, a professional, um, with a professional team. I think he, honestly, I think he sunk into some uh, depression after losing his, uh, his first wife. But uh, yeah, he was a point guard. I mean, he played in the era where like a lot of guys were doing the, the hook shot bunch of guys were doing the underhand uh, free throws. Um, 
I'm trying to remember what player it is, but it might have been Shaq. I'm ready to sneeze. I feel a lot better today, but man, yesterday I felt like crap. Um, I think it was Shaq. So Shaq was a horrendous free throw um, shooter. And I think they brought in, like, uh, Rick Barry. Oh, I don't remember this story fully, so bear with me. But basically, um, they said, look, if you would shoot your free throws underhand, your percentage would be a lot higher. I mean, Shaq was horrendous from the line. And I believe it was Shaq. I might be mixing up a a couple stories here. But I believe it was Shaq. He he would not shoot his free throws uh, underhand because he didn't want to look like an idiot. So he would rather just stink from the uh, the foul line. Yeah, Will Chamberlain did some underhands. You're right. Will Chamberlain uh, absolutely uh, did his free throws underhand. I forgot about that. And he was a badass, man. No one was going to make fun of Will Chamberlain. Why would I want to team up with stuttering John? He's gone all in with politics. I made fun of him recently. I and I do like the guy, but he was demanding. I gotta say it again. <laughs> he was demanding that Spotify takes his podcast down because <laughs> of Joe Rogan. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my god, that made me laugh. And I saw him on Twitter. He's like, my my podcast is still up there. I demand you take it down. The guy used to work for Howard Stern. What is he doing? Maybe the underhand was how uh, Chamberlain got all the ladies. Yeah, it was rumored because I wasn't there. You weren't there. So we got to take Wilt's word for it that he slept with what? Over a thousand. He slept with over a thousand women. I'm licking my lips a lot. Nothing worse than a grown man licking his lips. I have the best idea ever. Opie and Dabbling John podcast called I'm With Stupid. (laughs) Think about it. Oh, over 20,000? I was I was off that much? Wait, is it true Will Chamberlain said he... Oh, my God, everyone's saying 20,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, okay. Oh, my God, I thought 1,000 was crazy. Yeah, he... he okay. Yeah, he said he uh, slept with over 20,000 women. I mean, do the math. I think that's impossible, right? He didn't even get to live a, a long life. I think he was done uh, in his maybe early 60s, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think that's a ridiculous claim. I'm with you, Glenn. I think, like, uh, I still call it the Boston Garden. We were talking about Boston, so let's go Boston. Boston Garden. For a basketball game, maybe they squeeze 15,000 in there. Maybe 17. I don't know. You Boston people would know. So you're trying to tell me that if it was filled with women, Will Chamberlain slept with every single one of them? In his lifetime? Yeah, that, that's that, there's no way. He would have been dehydrated. <laughs> he would have never been able to play basketball. He would have been so thirsty. <laughs> All right, that would take him 54 years if he did a new girl every day. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Boo 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 boo. Boo 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 